here whipping graphic cards why Dog, are they, I didn't why are they catching hands <laughs> i didn't mean to i just black air force energy you, you i feel bad it works plastic no because it works so hard for me and then i just fucking just <laughs> just, just whipped it like it was nothing on accident i almost just did I, it again i okay I'm done. <laughs> what was my man's name in django jonathan candy <laughs> what's his name Monsieur Candy. <laughs> what are you talking about right now? <laughs> Talk about Django and how you're you're whipping things, man. It's in your jeans. <laughs> right. Well, I'm telling you, fucking the way this card is going, it's about to be chained because this shit's. Oh fucked. my god! Just <laughs> fucking open, open, open styled PCs. No, they are a no across the board. There are a reason they are closed. I'm putting it back on. It's terrible. Reassemble. 400 years. 400 years, Brandon. Look at you. Just t- taking it to an inanimate. Is that how you say that? Inanimate object? In- inanimate? Inanimate? See inanimate? I mean, it's inanimate because animate is moving. You know, an animation. The animaniacs. So, this might be out of left field. But I was I was thinking after that sudden realization, I think we need to dedicate the episode to Phil Collins. I think today is is all about Phil and honoring the fact that that man gave us fire for that Tarzan movie. Yo, That's Phil Collins didn't need to go that hard. <laughs> he did not need to go that hard. <laughs> like there was nobody asked him to go that hard. Bro, they were like, yo, just just a couple kid songs, something catchy, something to sell. Like, this dude watched toys. The Lion King and was like, <laughs> how do I do better than that? And then he fucking, I'm not going to say he did, but he got real close. <laughs> like, Bro, it's, the theme song slaps. I'm not going to sing it because I'm vocally challenged, but. I'm not going to sing it because we are not legally liable <laughs> in this podcast. We do not have a lawyer yet. <laughs> we cannot. Bro, he uh, I didn't know he wrote that song, uh, Zoot Zudio, some shit like that. Zootopia? He didn't write no, Zootopia. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, foxes and rabbits and shit, all in in musical lyrics. <laughs> Yo, Zootopia came out, and a lot of people were like questioning their sexuality about that fucking rabbit, and I was really Jesus concerned Christ. for all of the internet. Like, I stayed <laughs> off the internet for like two weeks, and I just could not handle that shit. This is taking a turn. So you're telling me <laughs> Lola Bunny has <laughs> Lola Bunny has has the effect on young men the way Pornhub does? Yes, yes. So Zootopia did what we did, like did to the modern day what Lola Bunny did to us, and it like. 
like really confused a lot of people. Time out, time out. I just I want to make sure we're we're capturing this. And I don't know if we should even cut this out. But you're saying how do how do I Warner Brothers <laughs> Warner Brothers is co-signing cartoon bunny fetishes? Somebody out there's making money off it. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's me. I'm not saying I have a side gig, but I am saying. Send me an email <laughs> and your credit card number. <laughs> like, well, you, you know, you know what's funny. Um, I, when I was fixing my script and I was like pulling stuff about Bungie, I didn't know that they were originally in Chicago. Oh, that's why they got out of there. <laughs> Nothing stays there. It's the Windy City because all the good shit just blows the fuck out of town. Oh, my God. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, I want to go ahead and welcome you to a wonderful time, a wonderful evening on You, Me, and Lore. That is with your hosts, Brandon and myself, Kenny. Um, as this gentleman said, we mentioned a company by the name of Bungie and but um, real quick, I want to thank everybody for taking time out of your day to, to listen to our podcast. Uh, me and this man have been working very hard and very diligently, so we do appreciate you for taking the time. And uh, once again, like I said, your hosts are Brandon and Kenny. And then just to kind of give you a little bit of a background here, um, clearly you can see me and this hooligan. Uh, we are here to have a good time. How the whole reason we put this together was to use it as an excuse to hang out. Uh, but we decided to also include you in on that little deal. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> She's the first person who's going to listen to you edit this. <laughs> Fuck, you right. <laughs> I, and listen, I know your wife already hates me. So it's like, damn, he, he spends <laughs> even more time with him. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's only because I say the opposite of whatever you say on the phone. <laughs> like, my man's I'm, be like, hey, I'm, I'm, tell her that, you know, I really like that post she made on Facebook. And I'll come out and I'll be like, hey, Kenny said to stop posting that dumb shit all over the Internet. <laughs> You know what? I'm, and it's I'm been that way for five years. My... <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna abuse the the podcast power just yet, but I ain't gonna clarify something for her down the road. Um, but yes, guys, as we're talking about, so the the whole the whole purpose of this podcast is the the idea of the gentleman that I'm speaking with. He came to me and he was like, "Hey, man." A lot of people play all these video games, but have no idea what's actually going on in them. And we thought it'd be a great way to start a conversation as well as, you know, tell a good story and, you know, show that video games is more more as a medium for for art as well as, you know, great writing stories and whatnot. And when this man came to me with the idea for the podcast, I did what any respectable best friend would say. You said, are no, you sure? <laughs> no, I said, I said, no, motherfucker. I need to focus on my job because there's a <laughs> test I got to take. <laughs> and that's, that's what I told them. And that's why no one will remember your name. <laughs> God damn. Just stricken from the record. <laughs> Fucking uh, that's Brandon and host number two. I'll just rotate guests. Try me. I, I was about this oh, shit from damn, the jump. <laughs> I was trying to be responsible, Brandon. No. I was no. trying to be. <laughs> no, you were being a fuck. <laughs> well, fuck, well, fuck you. And apparently the universe was like, fuck that shit. Because um, 
here we are, clearly. <laughs> I, me and Tess yeah. How'd are that taking sh- a break for one another. How'd that shit pan out for you, Sherlock? <laughs> she jumped on the podcast. <laughs> Soul crushing. Soul crushing. But that's I'm, not what the podcast about. I'm going to milk you for about. every fucking teardrop. <laughs> i'm gonna hold this over you (laughs) like a fucking giant rock and you're a small fragile little animal (laughs) i'm just gonna crush your soul wait yo what in the name of serial killers are you talking about bro were you out here murdering animals do you not this this podcast has gone off the deep end (laughs) Next thing you know, you're going to tell me that you don't like to throttle people and watch the light leave their eyes. Like, you're a fucking psychopath, dude. Yo. (laughs) Um, I just want to say the the views (laughs) reflected by Brandon Weiner on this podcast are no reflection of the podcast itself. Fuck you, I own the podcast. <laughs> you see, already, I was supposed to be a 50 50 split. Oh, we getting <laughs> into this your, live. Yeah. Show me the paperwork. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a gentle. I watched, I watched enough Bar Rescue to know if it ain't black and white, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Wow, oh, shit. But for real. <laughs> so, so, first and foremost, this is a comedy podcast. Um,. At the end of the day, we're just two dudes having a couple drinks, shooting the shit. Everything we say here is just jokes. Because um, I'm, I'm, that's something that's very important that we need to talk about right off the jump. Um, all this is for comedy. That's all it is. If something hits you a certain way in the feels, I'm sorry about it. I apologize. I really do. That's not our intent. We're not here to stir any kind of bullshit. We're not here to do political leanings one way or the other. And there's a reason I'm saying that because a lot of politics is involved in the first episode. Um, we are we are simply here <laughs> to have a good time. If we make a joke that rubs you the wrong way, um, I apologize now for it because I guarantee we're going to say some dumb shit that we're going to regret in 10 years when one of us runs for office. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, thanks guys for wait, coming wait, out. Wait, wait, wait. Real quick, between the, two, between the two of us, who would actually run for office? Uh, probably, us? probably me, actually, because I have the I don't care attitude enough that most politicians do, and I view people as objects. So I think I'd be a really good politician. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a word for that for that type of person? Um, I, like, what, an S? Um, I I believe the word you're looking for is asshole. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. It's uh, French. It, it, it's it, French. So you had to emphasize the the S. You, you have to. You have to. Uh, we all know it's because I can't roll those stupid R's in your native tongue. But um, but no. So. First and foremost, we're a comedy podcast. We are going to be going through different video game series. And when we say going through, we don't mean just rip-roaring through them for the sake of getting through them. We, Our job here, our goal, is to go and get every fucking iota of dumb shit knowledge that nobody would usually care about, take it all, and put it into one structured place for you guys to find it and learn the stories the backgrounds and like the other things that go into these stories. For example, the one that we're starting with um, is very near and dear to our hearts. The first one we're starting with is Halo. And between Halo alone, it's had a fucking dozen books, 
what, seven games. They have a television series going on now, but they had a live action back in the day. So we're taking everything and we're putting it into one place you guys can find it. Um, we're starting with Halo. We're not just doing Halo. Halo's probably going to be a long run because there's a lot to go through. <laughs> there's a there's a lot. Um, but I tell you what, uh, one thing that we are doing is we are taking requests for follow-up game series. And we will listen to everybody because whatever everybody wants is the one that we will go through. And we will give we will give the people what they want. We'll build it. <laughs> they will come. Um, but no, for real. Thank you guys for listening. Just having just on the first episode alone, it means a lot. We totally appreciate you, uh, Ken Dog. I think we should get into the lore, my friend. And and real quick, I did want to add just a little bit to the accolades that you throw in. Um, found out in two thousand two, yo, this game won Game of the Year in everything. In everything right wins game of the year and everything turns the xbox into a successful console so this is the shit i found out about halo and this is gonna blow your mind so in 2002 or no excuse me yeah 2002 was it was considered the fastest selling game 2002 2001 so whoever is like fact checking me fuck you um that's me i'm over here clicking away (laughs) that Yo, they said it was it, the game sold when it hit a million copies. So they estimated that that is six copies of Halo that sold a minute. Holy shit! In one that's, minute, that's six like copies me at a of bar. That game was sold. God damn! Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, this is also an AA podcast as well. <laughs> no, it is not. Drink up, motherfuckers. <laughs> Jesus, but yeah, man, as well as the, a couple things that we hold near and dear in our hearts in gaming, uh, the heart meter recharge, Halo. Carrying two weapons, Halo. I'm going to, like, the mm-hmm. vehicular combat, they, they said that the, the combat for the cars was Halo, but I'm a, I'm a little iffy nah, on it like, Twisted Metal. Yeah, Twisted Metal is yeah, the first one that comes like, to mind. Yeah, definitely. I'll give them the dual wielding weapons. I'll give them that when it comes to firearms. I think I think Gauntlet may have had dual wielding weapons before that. No, not dual wielding weapons. When I mean two weapons, I'm talking about the switch back in the day. Yeah, the switch. You had access Mm. to like five, six, seven weapons. Yeah, they had the weapon. Like no. Yup. But um, and then most importantly, the last, the most important one. Good fucking story. Great so. story. It was my third game I ever owned was Halo. Combat Evolved. Really? The third game I ever owned. The first one was Ty, the Tasmanian Tiger. Game still slaps to this day, by the way. I'm doing another replay right now. Game's still fucking tight. Yeah, uh, wait, t- wait, that, that, tie the, wait, tie the Tasmanian Tiger. That was yes. on PlayStation, right? No. Yo. Microsoft. It might have been on PlayStation as well, but I know for a fact it was on the orig- original OG with the Duke controller. Xbox. Dude, all I know is this. KOTOR is what got me into the Xbox. Mm. And that's another series we'll cover. We will. Yeah, we will be going over KOTOR. Um, But yeah, no, the first one, Tie the Tasmanian Tiger. Second one, Max Payne, which is another series that we are 100% going to go through. Um, One of us has to be depressed if we do Max Payne. Like, one of us has to be, like, in, in the shit. Just because it, it has to, one of us has to be sad. Dog, that 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 series will make you sad. That's going to be hard to make a comedy. <laughs> like, 
It'll we'll we'll play it in fe- in February. We'll play it on Valentine's Day when everybody's sad about being single. So it'll be perfect. So a little bit about Halo for those of you who have never played it, which there's only going to probably be one or two. Um, Halo is a mid sci-fi first person shooter that takes place on a ring world, and it's your typical hero's journey kind of tale. Now, something I do want to bring up is before all that, Bungie had originally intended Halo to be a real-time strategy game. And then, as they were moving everything from just Mac to also Mac and Windows, they decided to make it a third-person shooter. And a third-person shooter, for those of you who don't know, is just one where you can see the character that's shooting rather than seeing it through their own eyes. You see it over the shoulder or a little ways back. It kind of There's a lot of different ways that people do third person. But in 2000, Microsoft acquired Bungie. And when they acquired Bungie, that means they also acquired Halo. And Microsoft kind of got a like really, really like massive hard on for Halo because it was, the, it was generally green. Like there was green all over it. The planet had a whole bunch of green. The main, uh, the main protagonist, his armor color was green. And then the original Xbox also being green, Microsoft wanted to use it as a launch title. So they gave the Xbox development kit to Bungie, and then over the course of them changing development with that uh, that development kit, that's when they decided to change it, change it into a first-person shooter. Which I think, I mean, we have Halo Wars to compare it to. I think it was the good call. All right, Ken Dog, you are up. All right, yes. All right, so let's get it on and popping. So, um, in regards to the human history in Halo, um. It is a little bit of a colorful history, and we're going to go back in time twice when it comes to humans, but in regards to our history, we get to keep it simple. The history that we're currently living in, our history, is the history in Halo. So everything that's going on in your life, everything that's going to happen tomorrow is canon. Um, But one key thing we need to talk about is a little thing called World War II. So I never heard of it. That's when now. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. There's not like 25,000 video games about World War Two. Never. (laughs) Why do you assume that it's just video games? (laughs) I know that. Like, I've never taken a history class. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) I know you don't read. No, man. I'm a 30 year old white guy. I'm very adept at knowing things about World War (laughs) Two. Do you get that? Like, do you get like your dad clothes, and then somebody hands you a World War II manual? I'm wearing open-toed sandals right now. <laughs> my man got the chanclas on you. I st- no, I start mowing my lawn right. at 7 a.m. on Sundays sharp. <laughs> Real quick, your, are your slippers are they Nike slip-ons? Of course, no, dude. We know we're not cool enough for that over here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. Uh, <laughs> all right all right you know right. i'm wearing that adidas life <laughs> Jesus Christ. the dad oh, force once one. <laughs> <laughs> i knew you had a little seasoning on in new york got oh a, my god oh man a little pepper a little to match the pep in my step you know what i'm saying but... <laughs> <laughs> this alone all right so it is our human history uh but the the most important point we got to think about is when World War II happened, that's when Uncle Sam was slinging it around and punching Nazis in the face. After World War II, a bunch of, bunch of little nations and a bunch of countries all got together and they decided to make this thing called the United Nations. 
Um, I'm not going to go into the history. You are most likely an adult listening to this, or you are a child that's going through uh, school who is going to learn this in school. So um, the UN... Which stands for part, utterly nonsensical. <laughs> the way they get shit done. It's it's supposed to be a best friends club. They're supposed to it really come is. together and cool. It's like the gentlemen's yeah, that's, club that's for weird. world leaders. <laughs> so yeah, the United Nations, they they're gonna come into play later. Um and then from there, after nineteen forty five, we're gonna jump to a year in two thousand one. And two thousand one in the Halo universe happens to be the same year Halo the video game drops in the Halo universe. Just so you know, it was successful in there as well. And then from there, you know, and then from there, 2021. So during the height of the pandemic, y'all, in Halo, a group, a group of uh, engineers came together and they decided to create this group called the International Society of Civil Engineers. So the thing to keep in mind with these guys, because this is the only piece of information we're going to have, um, they helped usher in a future of tech, of advances, uh, machines. Um, Brandon's going to talk about later a, a little thing called the uh, Quito Space Tether. Um, we'll talk about that in South America because South America is going to show up again. Yeah, South America, um, just yeah. know that you guys get fucked and you just stay getting fucked in this entire <laughs> series. Like, there's no hope for you here. Sorry, South Brazil. America's the real victim. Oh, what? Yeah, that man, means- Brazil's got enough problems. They don't need more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, if I remember right, most of it takes place in Brazil. <laughs> that, mm, well, we won't touch that just yet. But yeah, so just remember, so this uh, Society of Engineers, they created all these advances, especially when it came to, um, I, I should know the proper word for this, the proper saying, but just in terms of technology, especially for going into space. Um when it, when it comes to how, making ships, how to colonize in space, that was their, their biggest push. And the thing from there to keep in mind, so we are at 2021. And now we're going to do a, a quick run through 2021 to 2070 because it's very, it's very brief what I can tell you. So from 2021 to 2070, things aren't going well in Earth, in Halo. And one thing you're going to see with the series is there's a lot of parallels versus now and what's written in Halo. I'm just saying we thought the Simpsons first saw a lot of things. There's a lot of things in the Halo canon that are pretty accurate. Um, The biggest thing is Earth is hella overpopulated. People are living on top of each other. Just stop. Stop it. Stop. (laughs) Knock it off. Jack off. In this universe, everybody's a good Catholic. The only protection you need is God. God um, damn. Unless you're in Chicago. Well, in which case, it's the gap. That is... <laughs> Did I say that right? No, you can't. That's how we're going to get canceled for, for a terrible <laughs> Chicago accent. That's what gets us thrown out. Oh, if the, but, dude, um, yeah. Chicago has had an opinion that mattered since fucking never. <laughs> yo, deep dish playboy. Deep yo, dish changed just, the world. You know, you know, me being from the Midwest, I got a lot of hate for Chicago. It gives a lot of Midwest the bad a bad name, man. Bro, you just a farm boy. You gotta stay in your lane, Playboy. Yeah, you're right. Don't wanna get blown away by the windy fucking city. Oh my god. <laughs> this guy, that's your go to Alright, so just like Brandon, um overuse and overpopulation is occurring on Earth. 
um, resources are running out, um, and there's anarchy and instability everywhere. So, as you guys know, when it comes to global instability, that's when we fall on the government to make the correct i you know the correct decision or the correct ways to alleviate the issues right you wish <laughs> that is not <laughs> what happened so yeah that is so a wishful fucking out. thinking if i've ever heard it mm-hmm. so this is from 2021 to 2070 so the solution came in 2075 in 2075 the united nations the the best friend group the boy band from the the 1940s they decided to form a think tank and this think tank would actually later on turn into something a little bit more than that and it was known as the united it was no excuse me it was known as the ueg the ueg is going to be later known as the united earth um government but the ueg think tank their job was to figure out why the hell can we not go to space and why can we not colonize it? So they started moving money and flexing their muscles and they were able to develop technology to begin colonizing. So this would help alleviate all the issues and all the all the shit going down at Earth, everybody living on top of each other, resources, all that shit, right? So in 2080, that's when the Earth decided to start colonizing. So we colonize, we colonize multiple spots, but there's three specific locations that are very important that we colonize. The first place that was colonized was Mars, and there's a term called terraforming. So in, in the Halo universe, not only were they able to get to fucking Mars, they were able to manipulate the environment and the atmosphere in Mars and replicate it to be exactly like Earth. So clearly, their Elon Musk knew what he was doing because our Elon Musk is just a couple light years behind. How the, how come we can't? He's do doing that? his best. Okay, like I don't see you doing this shit. <laughs> like, the dude's having a hard enough time job. getting a tunnel permit for L.A. <laughs> like he's, Bro, I, he's I, bound I, by bureaucracy. The red tape, yo. I heard that. I heard that shit is terrible. I heard there's more traffic in the tunnel than there is in the in the real world. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah, you're like I, I they say that. it's actually slow as shit. Yeah, it's actually real bad. Okay, but, but I don't um, see you making flamethrowers. You know what? After this podcast takes off, I'm gonna figure out how to get us to Mars. I'm gonna make Fucking, it. My goal. I'm gonna hold you to it. Fucking minute marker thirty three forty three. I got your ass, bro. <laughs> that. As of, as of today, in dedication to Phil Collins, I am going to figure out how to get us to Mars. That man created fire. I'm going to create fire on Mars. God damn. Or fucking, or fucking Matt Damon potatoes, yo. One or the other. <laughs> hey, I see you more as those rifling in your own shit type. But <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to be dead before 40. Um, <laughs> if I have anything to do with it. <laughs> all right. So, all right, real quick. So, yeah. So, this think tank actually figured it out. So, they colonized Mars. They made it exactly like Earth. And they actually were a little strict about it. It was like, not anybody could show up here. Yo, you 5'6". Yo, you too short. Hey, have you tweeted anything racist in the world? You can't come. So, they wanted only quality people to show up and colonize it. And by quality people, I mean corporations. So the corporations were the first ones to go ahead and colonize Mars. 
Um, the other locations is Luna, aka the moon. Um, so a lot of people got to live on the big cheese. And then lastly, there's a spot called the Jovian moons. And then we also colonize fucking asteroids and shit. Cause why not? Why live on a, a whole solid rock? I'm gonna live on pieces of rock. Um, now, real so the corporation, quick, you, uh, you kind of glossed yeah. over that. Where are the Jovian moons? Um, I believe near Jupiter, near Europa. Near Europa? Or is Europa one of them? Europa is one of them. Ah, one of us. One oh. of us. Are All right, right. Real, real fucking quick. Real, <laughs> real quick. Is this a fucking astrology podcast? Yeah, astrology, astronomy, whatever gets you going. I mean, astrology, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you just canceled the whole podcast. Yo, astronomy was the word. Good Lord. Hey, man, I'm here for you, boo boo. I'm here to keep you honest. <laughs> yeah, never mind. I need this example. All right, so anyway. So those are the key locations and the corporations were the first ones in. They locked down all the resources and, you know, they they got all their pieces. They got all their 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 setup prepped. And then from there, all of a sudden, instead of getting quality people to come up, it was like, yo, everybody can come up. And surprisingly, it was more affordable to live on Mars than it was on Earth. Go figure. Yeah, we, uh, shit gets that, weird when there's no seaside property. Oh, shit. No, remember, it exactly looks like Earth, so there is seaside property. You know what I mean. Just let me have a joke. <laughs> no, you're... No, fuck that. No, you I gotta mean, keep you honest. You mean I'm getting bullied. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. No, we about to talk about bullying. Um, bullying's about to happen. So, and last thing, keep in mind, too, with Mars. Mars ended up being the most prosperous of the interplanetary colonies right so and this is so this occurs in about 2080 so from 2080 we're now actually going to jump into about 20 we're going to jump into 21st century um and we're going to hang out on mars well as you know we let corporations populate the galaxy but it wouldn't be true government fashion if we didn't let them populate the galaxy and also not include any type of oversight. So the corporations have been running wild on all these planets. Yeah, things get weird when you realize that laws are only bound by Earth. Yo, it's it's like any corporation. If there's a loophole, yo, you best believe they are in it. They are in there like swimwear, dog. Dog, can you imagine the first people to go to Mars and they're just like, so now what? Like, no, yo. Like, who's this, in charge here? Not even that, yo. You fucking show up like, hey, I signed up to be a fucking janitor at a mining facility. And then all of a sudden, hey, man, you get to do moonwalks outside of Mars for the rest of your life just because I fucking say so. And what you're going to do? Who are you going to tell me on? Oh, boy, they're going to find out, though. <laughs> man, well, but no, yo, you're so, right. That's exactly how the mentality was. Like, they got over there, and uh, it definitely became human exploitation um, to get things running. At first, it was it was kind of sold off to everybody as, like, hey, we're doing mm-hmm. this for the good of humanity. Which, you know, it's kind of like nowadays. Like, people will take something, and they'll twist it into being like, well, how can you be against this because of this overreaching good idea? And nobody has a problem with that good idea. It's the implementation that they have a problem with. So... 
we're going to get more into how that and how that comes into play. But that's something that we see modern day that this it does really well. I think in Grasslands is the book, but they do really well at foreshadowing that kind of mentality. I will say this: the uh, the government, the and also by the way, I I forgot to mention too. Um, eventually on Earth, what happened is once they made the think tank, um, the UEG, and they started colonizing, a lot of the world's governments, they started dissolving, they started like dissolving state borders, and they became a, they were all under the United Nations. And then the UEG turned into the United Earth government. Um, so Earth, now everybody on Earth is one one nation versus everybody having their own individual identities. And there's like a little tidbit that even people who live in the United States under the UEG, they still refer to themselves as Americans. Uh, that just, you know, a little a little exposition, a little, a little, a little spice for you. Uh, but yes, because I need a, we need to keep this shit going. All right, so yeah, so shit has gotten bad. So they are abusing, they are doing gene therapies that are super illegal, they are experimenting on people, they are doing everything you can think of. All right, and because of this, we get a gentleman by the name of Vladimir Kol- uh, Kosov. Vladimir was a miner on Mars. He was born to a uh, minor uh, minor family on Mars. So this is like your typical dude from West Virginia. My man born in a mine family gets the black lung. The usual, right? Yeah, that's so, why I only trust miners that are from Wisconsin. Mining that sweet, sweet cheddar. <laughs> Let me hear your Wisconsin accent. Yeah, you wish. Let me hear your Wisconsin accent. First of all, nobody can replicate it because it's too beautiful. (laughs) Don't don't talk about it and then don't be about it. Let me hear that Wisconsin accent. That is my whole persona. (laughs) Is talking about it and not doing it. That's how I got through ten years. (laughs) You are the white Lex Luthor. Yes. Let's hear it. <laughs> Let's hear it. If you can find me an audio clip of Lex Luthor doing a Wisconsin accent, then I will. All right, deal. Deal. Bet. bet. Deal. I know you already had one in mind. You knew I was going to bet it. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Do I got? Do I got a Lex Luthor for you? Oh. So, all right. So Vladimir, my man's a minor, goes in every day, nine to five, like everybody. Um, well, eventually, like everybody at a call center. It gets it was hella oppressive, you know. The these corporations were taking advantage of people. So Vladimir did the one thing that many people in this world will not do. Pay he taxes. He decided to sp- oh. pay. Oh. <laughs> slow, slow down, Wesley Snipes. Speaking of, slow I gotta do my taxes, bro. That makes two of us. The the cutoff is what April? Uh, April first, yeah. Or 14. April 1st? Okay, 14. I was like, yo, that's this week. <laughs> yo, have you not done them? Uh, <laughs> Kendall, we don't have a lawyer. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm our I, lawyer. Can you trust me in court? <laughs> I'm not my cousin Vinny, dude. <laughs> I can't pull it off. I'm, dude, you're white. Like, that literally, we should be able to walk in. Like, you need to be a uh, chip. From the Dave Chappelle, <laughs> yeah, I need you to like chip in the courtroom and be like, "Your Honor, I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> Me and my friend were 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 unalo- We didn't know we could not file after the 14th. <laughs> well, actually, you can, but yeah, you know, like 
Come on, man! Like you, you literally served this country for like over 10, 10 plus years. Like you can't, serve is you a can't really big of... word. I showed up. <laughs> oh shit! And I didn't even do that a couple times. <laughs> yeah, because some of those times you were, you were fucking playing fucking uh, Destiny Call of Duty with me. Destiny, there it was we Destiny go. at the time. The first one. The OG Destiny. Crota hadn't even showed up yet. Oh my god. So, real quick, because we got sidetracked, this man would skip work to play Destiny with me. Yeah, bearing uh, in mind, this is military. <laughs> this isn't like fucking Donald's. It's the bro, infantry. Gonna be a, <laughs> Just didn't show gonna up. Be a, there's an MP outside your house right now. That man is salivating. Too late. Too late. I got my fucking paperwork. I'm clear. I owe, I owe the military nothing. <laughs> yo, that's right. Also, yo, you're not a civilian. You're a citizen. I'm a citizen. But yeah, man. So, Koslov, uh, Kolosovic, he was out here just trying to... Uh, he, was getting, he was getting the old fist up the anus. Not really enjoying it. Um, so, he started coming around. And he had this great idea that nobody's ever thought of before. Communism. So, <laughs> this man basically takes communism. And he doesn't twist it very much. It is very much Marxist communism. Um, but he starts believing, like, hey, if we're doing all this for the companies, the companies are in the wrong. This is the company's fault. Us or humans are pure companies are the ones who are evil now what Koslovic didn't realize is um, even in communism you need people to work the mind so if this did take off and it did work he'd just be right at the fucking place he started at but we're not going to get into that um, Koslovic he is the initiator for everything in the Halo universe that is Tavalo he is super important and very unimportant at the same time the the yo, you know what's funny about that? So my man's just for speaking up, he ins, he inspires a riot, and they they take about three mining corporations. They take over. So after he takes them, the United Nations, what they do is they 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 excuse me, I don't know why I'm I'm stumbling with these words, but they tag him with the title. He's a terrorist. Your Kolsevik's movement, y'all are terrorists. No matter what the UN did. To the Kulsevics, it was too late. My man's message got out. It hit the moon. It happened to hit Jupiter and the Jovian moons, the asteroids, and that shit started hitting Earth. So once again, communism is back. The Red Scare is back, baby. Where's Reagan? But um, it somehow leads to another issue, right? So the the oppression of the these corporations led to the Kulsevics being created. Well, it just so happened that after a little bit of momentum from the Kulsevics and their message spreading, they also, their ideas weren't well, well, what's the word, well received in Jupiter. So that led to another group, um, excuse me, another group forming called the Freedians. So these were, these were Freedians that were tired of the Kulsevics, but the only difference between them is they were supplied by capitalism. So Germany is low key sponsoring them to go against the Kulsevics because the Kulsevics have been causing a whole bunch of protests and, and shit. So 
Like a good country, they decided to fund a terrorist group. If that's Weird. not the most American thing. <laughs> Weird. Germany usually doesn't do things like that. But a, a way no. that you guys can equate this in your heads is this is kind of like back in the uh, the 1880s, early 1900s, um, where people would go on strike. Um, because, you know, bearing in mind this is prior, well, in our time, it's prior to actual unions and things of that nature. So back during strikes, people would come and take the jobs of the strikers. And uh, the proper term them for them is strike breaker. But a word that a lot of people know is the slur of it, which is called a scab. So, this, like, imagine, if you will, it's a whole bunch of scabs who are taking issue at first it started with just being sponsored by the companies to go after them but that later turned to them also taking the jobs and them turning into hating the Koslovics because Koslovics are innocent folk in this story so don't don't get that twisted at all um, <laughs> like all good things it's an idea that went wild I'm going to leave it back to Ken Dog but, but yeah I just wanted to kind of give you that, that modern day take that all of us read in a history class now Funny thing about the Freedians, right? Just like the Kosoviks, they were not violent. They initially started out peaceful. But like any good movement, shit got real and shit got real real quick. So, and by that, they decided to go way off the deep end. And they were like, to make a statement, we are going to bomb an embassy. So, they, they bombed this embassy... And the UN response was to label them terrorists. And mind you, the bomb they used was military grade and it was supplied by Germany. Also, I want to say once again, this is a fictional universe and this is not real Germany. Yeah, so don't, don't. If you're taking us as a news site, <laughs> you're fucked. Right. You the are link so might bummed. be on Facebook. <laughs> the link's on Facebook, but we are not a news God, we're And just like that, we got Facebook fact checked. <laughs> nah, yo, we're the next Infowars. <laughs> <We're, we're laughs> Alright, so, after the bombing... Now, it wasn't, it wasn't just a bombing, it was a nuclear bombing, right? Yeah, there wasn't... Yeah. Tw- it was like, what, 8 million people killed? I want to say it was 5 million killed, 8 million injured. There we go. So, clearly, they were not fucking around when they said they are not communists. They are not commies. But this becomes a bit of a a, a pressure cooker because now you got the UN, you got the Kosoviks, and you got the Freedians. Well, eventually, um, because of what the Freedians did, the UN decided, hey, on on Io, Io's a moon, right? Io's one of the other moons? Yeah, Io's a moon. Io's a moon. Look, man, it's been a while since I played Destiny. It's been a minute since I, I looked at uh, uh, a galaxy chart. Fuck what, you. Have you ever looked at a galaxy chart? <laughs> this this will actually be really bad. This is this will be. Really I know bad you haven't. <laughs> it's no, okay. Recent? No, 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 no. Recently, no. But as a kid, I know I never forgot the books I bought at the uh, Scholastic Book Fair. Who can? Yo, it's a ma- it's a magical moment. It's like the the Catalina wine mixer. Yo, the, I wish I could relive the moment at first time I saw uh, Reading Rainbow, <laughs> and I could just keep that high for my whole life. Bro, you you would you would have been a senator by now. I would have, but uh, <laughs> but I I, do, I wasn't waking up every day being the man Bob Ross knew I could be. So, 
Well, that's the thing, man. I used to buy astronomy books. I used to I used to be really really big in it. Uh, yeah, were you checking to make sure fucking Mercury wasn't retrograde? Yeah, <laughs> I said I said astronomy this time. I said the educated one. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure that's the right I'm, one? Oh, I know for a fact it's the word, yeah. <laughs> well, I got a word for you. Anyway. <laughs> astronomy. Astronomy is the word. <laughs> Squeaker. Squeaker. I'm going to turn right, Squeaker yeah, so, into a slur. I've decided. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Eh. <laughs> yeah, it's already upsetting, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> man, that was quick. I'm good at this. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are back. So we need to finish talking about uh, what's going on in the Jovian moons, right? So we talked about the the Freedians and like the the attack on the embassy. So now we got two terrorist groups the UN has to deal with. Well, eventually, there's a little bit of a uh, a boiling point or a bit of a uh, a skirmish, right? So you guys remember that after the bombing, they decided to send, oh, the UN decided to send um, officers to Io to train police officers. Well, the Freedians thought it was a good idea to go ahead and kill three of them that showed up on Io. So they popped the three advisors. And no shit. Yeah, no, yeah, they yeah they murked them. Yeah, they decided they fuck like it. like just just fucking just dead. Yeah, yeah, no, they were protesting. Holy shit, yeah, cold blooded. Yeah. <laughs> All and, right, I didn't know that. And that's what kicks off. That's what kicks off the uh, the Jovian campaign is them killing the three advisors on Io. So no shit. So it's kind of like the like the shot heard around the world when it comes to like the American Revolution. Like that's like it was a protest that just went way fucking south out of nowhere. Well, no, no, no. It wasn't even a protest. It was like initially the Freedians were protesting, but they were just said fuck it. They found where the advisors were and they murked them. That was it. God damn. It was a, it okay. was an, an assassination at Nassassini. That is not real Italian. Yeah, I was going to say, you're making that up. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't speak Italian, but I speak bullshit, and that sounded a lot like my native tongue. Well, I'll have you know, I specialize in speaking bullshit, so it's a... Get, hold on tight! But, uh... Well, when they shot the three advisors... It kicked off a war. Well, not a war. It kicked off a, a campaign. So the Freedians attacked the advisors. So the Kolsevics were like, you know what? Fuck it. It's go time, baby. So it kicked off a three-month excursion in the in the Jovian moons or the moons of um, Jupiter. And this war took place from March to June of 2160. And they fought on... on I don't. What's the name of the third moon in Jupiter? Because it's um, it's Io, Europa, and I think it has more than three. 
Those are, I'm like, I need to. Look I think Jupiter's it. one of the ones that has like the ring, right? Um, moon's the, Jupiter. Look, oh fuck me. All, um, Io, Europa, and Ganymede. There we go. All I know is this: my girlfriend is going to be pissed when she hears this. Pissed. Oh, and Callisto. <laughs> oh, there is more than three. All right. Well, yeah. So there's. Hold on. This drama. How many? Yeah, dude, there's a whole bunch of goofy shit. So it's Io, Europa, Ganymede, and Callisto are the ones we got to worry about. Okay. There's a whole bunch of goofy shit going on in yeah, <laughs> Jupiter, right. and I'm not trying to get another degree to add my Facebook profile. Bro, but you speak foreign policy on Twitter. What are you talking dude, about? Man, fucking foreign policy. I'm over here speaking. I'm, a, I'm I know a whole bunch of shit about medical stuff. Yeah, like, you name it, man. I'm just I'm all over the Twitterverse with the expert opinions that nobody asked for. Brent, if you look at if you look at Brandon's old school Facebook profile pictures, my man's is the Kmart Johnny Sins of jobs. You know what? I could live with that. <laughs> anybody I can call way worse things. That's almost like a compliment. Anybody who <laughs> it knows tells you that, a lot about my persona. <laughs> anybody who knows what I'm talking about off the rip, you need Jesus. <laughs> Everybody's girls looking at their dudes right now, going, "What are they talking about?" <laughs> like, yo, I don't even know. I don't know. These guys are weird, man. You heard them? They're talking all sorts of goofy shit. <laughs> Why you got? Me they don't even know your... moons, man. <laughs> Why you got me listening to your friend's podcast? <laughs> <laughs> all right, but back back to the story, right? So this is a three month war, and the UN decides to do the UN, and they're like, "Hey, yo, y'all need to stop fighting." We need to squash this shit. And you best believe government intervention did not work. Um, is it, is it <laughs> Go Teddy, figure. Is, is it Teddy Roosevelt that coined... Um, what's, what's that quote? It's like... Uh, you can't ask me if he coined it and what the quote is. <laughs> you can't I ask can. both things. Yes, yes, you can I, only ask yes, one I or the other. <laughs> no, I you can, can either do, ask me you, for a Teddy Roosevelt quote, or you can ask me if he's the one who quoted it. You can't ask me for both. You That's are, not how this works. You, you are a, you are a, a, a government-issued is, is citizen. It, is, is it... Is it the... Uh, let's see here. Authority should be given by the consent of the governed and not through the threat of force because that was not Teddy Roosevelt that was Barbie in Toy Story 3 that is not <laughs> and I, I shit you not 100% no okay I number one I had a, I went ahead and I pulled it Jamie thank you thank you bullshit Joe Rogan I pulled it Jamie and I looked up the quote that I needed I, I, would, I like how it's Jamie and you don't have the balls to call yourself young Jamie because <laughs> you know better I'm an old man, Wayner. But I'm older than you. <laughs> the quote that I needed this this former member of the US Army to tell me is speak softly and carry a big stick. So oh, when yeah, the, he was talking about his penis. <laughs> apparently so was the UN, because when they got done talking, they was like, alright. So the UN told every nation on earth, go ahead and raise your armies. So we sent the armies of Earth to go ahead and take care of this campaign that was happening. Well, take care of. Like, we mean care. that in like the old 1940s Italian mafioso way. <laughs> and, what, and what I mean take care of 
The the Jovian campaign ended up being one of the bloodiest conflicts that ever took place in our solar system. It was just that bad. And then the the bad thing about it is the Jovian campaign kicked off this powder keg of bullshit that's going to happen cuz remember we talked about earlier in this in Halo's universe Earth is overpopulated. We are dealing with a finite amount of resources. And already the colonies that were sent out to the stars are already beefing. So clearly there's a, a whole host of problems that the UN cannot handle. Or excuse me, the UEG, right? So you would think after this battle in, 20, in 2160, things would calm down. No, the fuck it did not. So... About like a year or two after the Jovian campaign, the Jovian moon campaigns, the Freedians, the Kulsevics, and the UN, they decided it was time to brawl again. But this time, they decided to brawl in a little place in South America called Brazil. So we're about to talk about the Rainforest Wars. I know you want to inject something about it. getting fucking hard. (laughs) This is Brazil. (laughs) Bro, this so it it's bad. So and not so well. The 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 battle is bad, but it's after the 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 effects of after what happens. So essentially, what went down was this. Once again, the the Jovian Wars happened because the Freedians decided to assassinate UN advisors. Well, the Rainforest Wars happened because. The Kulsevics and the Freedians and the and the UN all just can't coexist. We cannot coexist. One wants no capitalism. The other one is a fascist movement. And then the UN is the UN. So typical government, right? Um, because of all these differences, it kicks off this war in Brazil in the rainforest. So the 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 battles and the attacks that were happening in Brazil. It didn't matter if you was military. It didn't matter if you was non-military. It didn't matter if you was there for the Olympics. Everybody. Everybody was getting capped. The, the war was so bad in Brazil that it kicked off wars in planets. In other planets, other battles were going on because of the shits that was happening in Brazil. So... The thing to keep in mind is shit was so bad in the Rainforest Wars that the Freedians broke into a new party. They had a splinter in their own group. Mm -hmm. And we got the Neo-Freedians, right? And the Neo-Freedians, they're still fascists. But what it is, they'll they'll talk to the UN. It's like, hey, shorty, I'll talk to you, but I ain't going to date you. (laughs) <laughs> so that's it no Instagram photos you ain't gonna see him on the Facebook you can't say he's cheating because y'all are clearly not in a relationship so mm-hmm. she, they she's the one going through your profile pics not leaving hearts lord baby girl needs self esteem but so or new dad oh my god there it is <laughs> There it is. Boom. I just wanted Episode. to talk. I haven't heard my own voice in a while. <laughs> I did see this. This is why you shouldn't give a Spanish man the stage, Joe. We just we keep going. You just go. <laughs> we just go. It's Unless it's in the sack, but uh. <laughs> bro, I will have you know we are. Oh, here we go. No, you know what? I'm gonna save that. You for are adequate episode. at best. 
<laughs> Listen, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not Michael Phelps, but you haven't seen me and Michael Phelps in the same room. That's all. Yes, I have. I got a picture of it. <laughs> anyway, so you guys are sharing a pipe. <laughs> yeah, I did. I I actually lost my Wheaties deal. I lost my Wheaties deal that night. You Damn you, Michael. Damn you, Yo, Wheaties, Michael. <laughs> Wheaties be accidentally sponsoring people who go on creating wild shit. Man, look. You if you think Wheaties is wild, look at the. Look at the Cleveland Browns, yo. Oh, God. Yeah. We will do a You Mean Sports podcast. That is going to happen. That is something that is going to be pinned. Um, Just watch out for it. Trademark. We we called it now. We made ad money. We own this shit. Dibs. But, all right, back to the story, right? So, the Neo-Freedians, they're trying to negotiate to help end the war, right? Well... Shit was so bad between the Freedons and the Neo-Freedons that they had their own battle on the moon because they couldn't get on the same page. Meanwhile, uh, the Coastal Vicks are just like, what the fuck is going on right now? Because, yeah, they're in the fray with some of this shit, but a lot of the shit is Freedian versus Freedian. Well, here's the th- here's the biggest thing to keep in mind. with the, the whole point of the Rainforest Wars, at the end of the day, the... The battle gets quelled, but at the expense of the fucking rainforest. So in the Halo universe, the the rainforest is gone. So we have Bye-bye. Huh? Bye-bye. Oh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You were like, I thought you said... Bye-bye. I thought you said, why? <laughs> no, fuck why. I was like, bro. I hate trees. We need less trees. There's trees all over the goddamn place. So if if you are a online farmer, you clearly know that that means not enough oxygen is being made. So that disrupted the atmosphere on Earth, which led to a enormous famine all over the planet. So which I want to call bullshit because a majority of Earth's oxygen is actually produced from plankton. I want to say like sixty percent. I'm dude. It is twenty one sixty. Do you think? We are. Go- Do you think even in this world we're gonna have a world that's cleaned up its act enough to have plankton? I don't know, man. I seen that dude run the chum bucket, and that guy can live through <laughs> fucking anything. So Yo, I'm pretty, fuck I'm pretty outie. solid. <laughs> fuck out of here. Well, listen. At the end of the day, if you was planning on the SpongeBob reference, I hope you were planning on another fucking war. So. Not only did the rainforest <laughs> battle end, it led to another excur- or skirmish happening on Mars. So, and this was actually three months after the war in Brazil. So, this is once again you can clearly see none of these parties enjoy each other's company, right? So, the Mars campaign, or I as I like to call it, Red October. So essentially, this is when Sean Connery decides enough is enough. Mars is a red pl- was a red planet, so Mars is a communist planet, and the Kulsoviks are like, listen. The Freedians have had their fun. The UN has had their fun. It is our fucking time to shine. So they decide to say, fuck it, we are going to take over Mars and make it a communist planet. Now, as you, you know, know, I just now drew that parallel when you said a red planet. 
Oh, like, I just now drew that parallel that Mars is known as the Red Planet and communism is known as the Reds. So, like, the Red Planet. Like, I see what you did there. You thought you were going to sneak it by me. No, I'm on your bullshit. I caught it. Listen, <laughs> that's that, really well done. Thank you. That is, that's my astrology redemption. That is my <laughs> redemption right there at its finest, right? I give you a slow clap slur. Like, that was, I, that was good. I, I want a Shia LaBeouf slow clap. We don't deserve Shia LaBeouf. That was a Shia LaBeouf. He is a unicorn amongst men. Bro, he's had some rough years. That man has done some shit. But we'll that man deserves <laughs> that man deserves cocaine and hookers. You know oh what? If there are people God. on this planet who deserve it, it is Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> and he gets a bad rap for just enjoying what every man knows he would do. <laughs> if y'all want to know, Brandon was the guy... In that uh, news video, that mentored with- Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah, mentored. You're the you're the Powerball guy. When she asks, "Hey, what do you want? To, what would you do if you won all that money?" <laughs> Dog. <laughs> that man's after my own heart. Oh Jesus! Well, all right. So we very have- obscure early two thousands fucking YouTube video. No, by the way. It's, it's not. It's not two thousand. It was uh. 20, I think 2014, 2015 when the Powerball. Get the ball, fuck out. Yeah, when the Powerball was at really? like the, Yeah, dude. That was, yeah, some dude looked in the camera and was like, yo, hookers and cocaine. Dog, I was thinking that that is like the same area as like the, as Nyan Cat and shit. Like, no, no. <laughs> this, this pie, we were taught, how do we go from Mars to this? To Nyan Cat? Nyan Cat's in space. Oh my God. <laughs> Good God. I need a break, Anywho. Brandon. Let, let me get through. Oh, we breaking? Are we breaking? No, no we not breaking. We getting through. I'm ramming us oh, all man. the way through it. Breaking my goddamn balls is what you're doing. Goddamn. <laughs> Wrap it up, Chief. I got shit. It's my turn right. to talk. I'm, I'm about to Callisto treaty your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking do nothing? <laughs> Listen. Okay. All right. So... Red October's going on. Sean Connery's trying to take over the planet. <laughs> so, essentially what, what happens is the UN is just tired of everyone's shit. So the UN once again tries diplomacy. They give it a shot. And nothing's working out. But the tries as in like half of you dudes shooting your shot on TikTok. It's just sitting in a hey, what up? That's not shooting your shot. Jesus. <laughs> it's not uh, the same version of tries. That's what they tried to do. Like that's their version of tries. They DM'd the fucking Freedians and were like, hey, what up? Well, here's the thing. So Sean Connery starts occupying a whole bunch of places on Mars. And he messes up and he starts trying to take shipbuilding facilities on Mars. So the UN is like, the words have been spoken, time to get out the stick, right? So, and by getting out the stick, the UEG go ahead and creates their military arm. And that happens to be the creation of the UNC that we will all know and love once we really get into the meat and potatoes. Not the UNC. No, yeah, dude. Yes. Yes. No, the Oh, no, the UNSC. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and you missed you skipped right over Oni. Oni came first. What? Well, yep. 
Tell you what, let me handle this, Chief. Hold on. Aw, damn. Calling in the big guns. All right. (laughs) Time out. Now I'm at time out. I'm going to go enjoy my my drink. (laughs) My juice. (laughs) Fucking tap me in, bro. All right, so what happened was, in 2163, um, well, towards the ass end of uh, 2162, um, during the... Right after the fucking Rainforest Wars, right after the United Securities Act of 2162 and the Homeland Security Act of 2162, um, the Rainforest Wars came to an end in September 2163. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, sometimes between September 2163 and December 31st, 2163, um, ONI was established. And we can find that in the Halo Encyclopedia as well as the official Spartan Field Guide on page 128. Um, clearly, you can you can see who did their homework for this episode. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> man, I'll drop references. But um, so Oni was established. What Oni is? It's the Office of Naval Intelligence. For you military fanboys, yes, there already is an Oni. Yes, we fucking know. However, comma space Oni. Bearing in mind, there's no more America. All right, there is America. But it's all under the UEG now. So everything has to be readapted and reestablished. So ONI gets reestablished again as the Office of Naval Intelligence. And where that plays is it's no longer naval, meaning sh- you know ships and water. It means naval as in ships in space. Where that really comes to a function is it's kind of weird how they set it up. And I, I really give props to the writers of Halo for kind of knowing their homework on this. Um, so modern day, we'll think about America modern day, uh, modern day, you know, the branches of the military are air force, space force, um, army, Marines, coast guard, national, Navy. national guard. Don't get a shout out. <laughs> national guard is not a branch of the military. Do not get started on those fucking posers carrying on. So whoever wrote this really did their homework because the way that we have it right now, the Marines are their own branch, yes. However, they are a part of the Navy. The Navy is the one because, and there's a reason behind that. There's a lot of logistical reasons behind that. The main factor being it all always comes down to budgeting. Um, for example, one big one that comes into play is the Air Force used to be a part of the Army way back in the day. Um, but... The, the United States Army Air Corps, and what happened was, after a certain amount of time, found out planes are fucking expensive. So what happened was, in order to get that funding dedicated directly to planes, they had to separate the two. So the Air Force became its own branch. Now, something similar is happening here in the year of 2163. So when they established the Office of Naval Intelligence... What they're doing is, right around, right after that, what they do is they start up the United Nations Space Command, also known as the UNSC. And that is an, like, those are initials that you need to remember throughout this entire podcast, all 10, 20, 30, 40, however many episodes of Halo we end up doing. But the UNSC is vital to everything that follows in this podcast, because this is the spur of the UEG united earth government realizing they need their own military control they need their own service members that are dedicated to the ueg as a whole break it down preach look at you in recruiter mode 
Get me the sign up, dog. <laughs> Get me the list. Let's hear it. Uh, not, you want to you want to drop from a trash can from space? <laughs> Talk about it, kid. <laughs> no, Team Yo. Red Bull. Team Red Bull. Team Red Bull. Fucking Felix. What's that guy's name? Oh wait, scat scatterbutt scatterbag. Uh, scuttlebutt. Red. All right. So the so the 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 squad name is Red Bull Stratos. It is. Felix, I don't need the squad name. It's Felix Bumgardner. God, you know that dude fucks. <laughs> <laughs> like that, like that, that dude fucks. My man just says his last name. And, and, and says the last name and drops. No, man, drop. Felix. Anybody with the first name Felix fucks. <laughs> How, how do you know that? Like, that's some balls to carry around and not change it? I, to just carry that? How do, you, how, do, how, do you, how do you know that? Tell me, give us your Felix story. Uh, I don't like to talk about the summer camp of 08. <laughs> but what happened was... <laughs> so anyway... Touching privates, I'll see you, dog. <laughs> so a lot of shit happens in 2163. We got Oni gets established. Immediately they establish the UNSC within the scope of Oni. And then on top of that, their first real division of troopers comes out underneath the UNSC. And they are the ODST. The Orbital Drop Shock Trooper. They are the first. They are fucking badasses. Like, I want you to think about Nathan Fillion dual-wielding SMGs and just destroying everything in his path level of fuckery. I want you to think about WWE 2K. (laughs) It is WrestleMania and somebody actually threw in a real chair. Like, things are going down and sloppy. I just... Hold on, I just I just want to adjust the, the 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 wrestling reference. I feel like you just could have said it is like the Attitude Era, because like it. Oh yeah. yeah. Or oh, what was the kid they had to wrestle over? Wait, what kid? Remember? You don't remember that? Wait, which wait? Oh, dude, they had to wrestle over um one of the dudes. Somebody had a had a fucking kid. And somebody else claimed it was their kid, so they had to wrestle over custody of the kid. Bro, are you mistaking the Ilian Gonzalez thing with a wrestling storyline? No, this is real life. This happened. Yeah, um, the Cuban kid, right? I don't remember all that. I don't know Cuban. I don't know what a Cuban is. I know it's a sandwich. Oh, my Um, God. WWE wrestle... I like how WrestleMania just also <laughs> Y'all, it's the side. It's, it's, how many people are here? <laughs> it's a side quest, y'all. It's a side quest. We will go back to wrapping this up. No, no, the custody of Dominic. Uh, Dominic Mysterio was part of it. Custody. 2005. Ray Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, I could... In a ladder match to win the custody of um, Dominic Mysterio. Holy shit, I forgot this was a thing. 
Yo! Dog, my, you have an elephant brain. I have dumb shit trivia name. I have I have trivia brain. And that just fucking clicked with me. Yo, I'm over here talking about international relations. And this man whips out a storyline. I bring up WrestleMania. That is more intriguing than what you brought no, clearly, up. Because nobody cares. Clearly. There's a reason why the United Nations fucking club in high school fails. <laughs> and they never get funded. Because <laughs> clearly you weren't there giving the wrestling storylines. Um, fucking apparently. I'm over here preaching the good word of Dominic and who's going to have custody over him. <laughs> You're over here trying to sign peace treaties. I'm talking about ladder death matches. <laughs> Where are the people going to tune in? You tell me. <laughs> what you going to do, brother? No. <laughs> he wasn't a part of it. Don't you bring him into this. Um, God damn. Who won? Ray Mysterio won. Anyway. Bro, was it, he, oh. it, it was his kid. <laughs> Should he have lost? <laughs> like, yo, Eddie Guerrero got I don't know. I'm not one to start debating who should raise kids and who should not raise kids. I'm just saying masks are weird. And there's certain wares, certain days right, you get to wear a okay. mask, and certain places you get to wear a mask. Bro, you are... But... No, no. If you're wearing a mask, usually you're unclothed with everything else. No. So, you know, there's a lot of things going on. Bro, you are not going to sit here and disrespect the mask, dude. That is a tried and true honor for Mexican wrestling. That man cannot take off the mask. The mask is the identity. Hells no, you man. Are we? We're not gonna break down the fucking the heel and the hero oh, no, bullshit. I'm not. With the I'm not. But yo, like, I am tracking. I'm full what? aware, dog. What? But yeah, I'm gonna disrespect the mask. It's a goofy fucking mask. All oh, luchador, fucking goofy to me, bro. I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna pull up to your house dressed up like um, Nacho Libre. <laughs> Have the light blue mask and I'm dog beat your ass. As I'm looking at this, <laughs> so obviously I had to Google this this ladder match right between the two of them for the custody of Dominic, and you fucking pull it up and you tell me this kid does not look like fucking Pee Wee Herman's kid that wanted to be Eminem. <laughs> like, bro, you're pulling it up. I, I am pulling it up. It's a mix of uh, the Stan video, but it, he could also be a in sync fan who really wants to meet Justin Timberlake. Ooh. So it's like 50 50. Respectfully. 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 Totes props. Yeah, big props to Justin Timberlake. Uh, big props to, uh, to Dominic. I hope that custody battle went your way, man. Hope it all panned out. I can't wait to do a follow on with you on the next episode. Yes. Um,. Yo, can we book him? Do we have an agent? Bro, you know Dominic wrestles, right? He wrestles? Yeah, now? my man is a wrestler. No, does he wrestle or does he wrestle? Yo, my man is on WWE. My man made it. Get the fuck out. Is he doing SummerSlams? Bro, he was tag team champions with his dad. Get the fuck out of here. Is it the same kid? Yo, y- am I a joke to you? Am I lying? Yeah, dude, my <laughs> man was tag team champions with his dad. No fucking shit. Man, we need to do a wrestle lore. Nah, yo. <laughs> dude, there's so much lore. Listen. There's so much fucking lore. Yo, we can fucking hit up uh, Ben Kissel and the crew and see what they got oh, going on. They, they know this shit. This is their wheelhouse. Look, I, my- but anyway... 
Good God. Going back know. to 2163. So 2163 is a really big year. Um, the ODST becomes created, and literally what the ODST is, is they put badass motherfuckers with badass guns in tin cans in space, and they drop them from space to the planet surface, where they then kick open the door of that little pod that they came in, and they kill anything in their path. So, it's the, um, it's pretty much the surprise motherfucker meme, but in the army. Yeah, it's, they are the embodiment of the fuck around and find out crew. Like, they, like, that's the cool thing about them, is there are no lines anymore. Like, battle maps are gone. Imagine being able to put people wherever the fuck you wanted. You didn't have to worry about supply chains. You didn't have to worry about anything. Like, you just threw the motherfuckers in there. It, it, it totally revolutionizes warfare as we know it. Um, which is the whole purpose of them being created. Because bearing in mind, right now, the main branch that they have is Oni. Which is all spacefare based. So having that tool to be able to put people literally anywhere at any time is a huge advantage. And that's what really starts to quell the Freedian and the uh, Koslovic movements. Now, I'm not going to say they quell them fully because they don't. Don't get that twisted. But they do really put a hinder. There's no, they kind of end the major scales. There's no more rainforest wars after this. It's all dudes just showing up. And playing the bongos on another dude's bongo. And, and real quick, real quick. And it normally was after when the, the UNC showed up. It just so happened Vladimir and his family caught a bomb. And they blamed it on the Freedians. Weird. You're talking about the ones on Luna? Yeah, when they bombed his car with his family. And they were like, it's odd that he got bombed. Because like, there's no way the Freedians could have reached them. The only people that could have reached them is... The UEG. Weird. Bum, bum, bum. Weird. For more on that, you can read Halo Mythos. They have the uh, the whole movement and how that ended on there, but you're all right, because the year prior to that, the year you're talking about, well, I'll go through it. So, because there's something else I got to touch on that Ooh, happens just take, before take this. Take us to church, baby. Take us to church. Okay. So, this is where everything starts to change. Like, 2163 is when people start getting pissed off. Like, it's done. Ooh, testify. Like, there's no... There's no more, hey, we're on this side, hey, we're on this side, arguing on Twitter about something that doesn't matter. No, it is to the point, it's so far past that, where it is like two or three people arguing on Twitter, and then the embodiment of everybody else going, shut the fuck up, we just want this to end. It's kind of like going to a circus, and like you have a really good time, but then all of a sudden, like what... The one creepy clown shows up, and he kind of ruins everything for you. We're at creepy clown stage. Like, everybody's over it and just wants to leave. So, that kind of goes into the interplanetary wars. They do really kick off, but everything's dying down. The interplanetary wars are just... There's nothing new going on that you don't already know. The big thing is, though... In 2164, the UNSC, they began bioengineering protocols. And the biggest thing that comes out of that is two divisions. One, AI. Two, people. And we're going to kind of break those down further. Just know that that's when they start something known as Orion. And Orion is important. It's a code name. 
And we will dive further into that here in a little bit. But they start looking into taking what humans are and making them better. Now, the reason I said the interplanetary wars are kind of a hit and a miss is because they're already over in 2166. They're done. Immediately following that 2167, as soon as the wars are over, in August 2167, as found on uh, Halo Mythos page 51, Vladimir Koslov and his family are killed in a bombing on Luna. So the Koslovic movement just gets fucking all momentum chopped off. Because what happens is, it's not like the Freedians, who are very... I don't want to give credit to them, because they're fucking dicks. But the Freedian movements are very free-thinking very hard to like cut down because there's a lot of cells to it but with the Koslovics, there's always been somebody at the top there's always been a pyramid very easy to see ranking system so when the top dude dies everything falls to shit when it comes to Koslovics. and that's why coming here at three years later the interplanetary war ends officially with the signing of the Callisto Treaty you can also find that on Halo Mythos, page 51. And that's when, as soon as that war ends, literally, like almost next fucking day, the UEG is officially formed. Like, on paper, all nations are now one nation. There's no more nationalities. There's no more races. There's no more fucking ethnicities. It is your Earth or nothing. Yeah, you think that could happen in real life? Just like all, you see that? that could actually happen in real life. Like all one day we all mm. woke up and then boom, hey, you're all Earthlings. Deal with it. No, and and I think now bearing in mind, like I'm not formally trained. I'm just speaking as somebody who is very untrained. And please, by all means, if somebody wants to learn me up, please learn me up. I would love to have this conversation as long as it's a conversation. Um, Ken Dog, you can admit I really always admit when I'm. When I'm actually wrong about big ticket issues. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I have, but you are petty when it's like wrong. I'm very good about it. Oh, I'm petty with little shit all day long, <laughs> all day long. Honestly. I am so petty with little shit. But when it comes to big ticket issues, yeah. I mean, like I've been wrong about a lot of shit. And I'm the first one to say, "Yo, I was dead ass wrong about that. I had the issues all twisted in the wrong way." You're right. Fake news, Brandon. Fake news. Yeah, but um, humans aren't meant for that yet, man. I think maybe in a couple hundred years after we. After we evolve a little more, sure. But you got to think, like, even human memories, we're only hardwired to remember, I think, 200 faces. That's it. 200 faces. That's as many names and faces that you can fucking normally put together at once. On a day-to-day operation, yeah, you're going to have your outliers um, of, like, childhood friends that you remember fondly, but then you you run into them 10 years later at the supermarket and you're like damn i don't remember them being like that um that's where that comes from we are still in small herd mentality we're about 150 to 200 people is where we thrive um so i don't think right now as we have it we don't have a chance but i do think later on there's a possibility for it because that's what breeds nationalism that's what breeds racism that's what breeds all this isms all the isms breed out of it we are very tribalistic look at football football easy it's a whole bunch of dudes running back and forth on a field and we argue about that we write about that so it's very tribalistic as it is now 
Um, and even if it does happen, then you got the Earth clan versus the Mars clan versus the Luna clan. But who am I to sell? You know, I'm just a dude who likes beer. That was the most eloquent fucking thing said on this whole hour and a half that me and you have spoken. That was beautiful. I'll be I'll, I'll be here all week. Bro, um, how many how many beers in are you? Because I, I need I, I need to. You hit need that to level. give me exactly six. <laughs> you need to give me exactly. Six. Remember, I was like, "Hey, you gotta stop me after this many." <laughs> Bro, <laughs> there's a reason for that. I need to teeter that line. Dude, you sound like you're But hey, but like I said, I if somebody does want to have a conversation with me about that, um real talk, like I'll leave this in the podcast. Real talk. I would love to have a conversation with you about you uh, about it um because that's something that super interests me. Super interests me. And if you have facts that go against that, please bring them. I would love to see them and analyze them with you. Yeah, my man over here stuck. You mean a conversation coming soon, y'all? Hey, hey, man, that is. Hey, we'll get to yeah. that. I got, I got something. There for you me. go. Dibs, <laughs> y'all. Trademark. Trademark. Uh, speaking <laughs> of hiring somebody who's who knows web design, looking for one. Send me an email. You, me, and Laura at gmail.com. But anyway, yeah, you're right, Ken Dog. Um, the, you know, as soon as Coast Love, he he, as soon as him and unfortunately his family are killed in a bombing, um. It sets the stage for everything else because now the UEG, the UEG has this um, has this big victory. Because bearing in mind, all this shit started a hundred and forty fucking years ago. So almost a hundred and fifty years, everybody's been at each other's throats, just wanting this to be over. Two generations of people. Yo, that's you. Your parents and your grandparents, like at your grandparents' birth, this was an issue, and at your midlife, it's still an issue. That's a long fucking time, dude. No, America's only two people old. It's two people old, Jesus. No, but dude, Japan, really, Japan, the it really is, man. But no, in Japan, the uh, Sengoku era, that was over a hundred years of war in Japan. Mm-hmm. Life, life mm-hmm. imitates art. Oh. I'm telling you, but like another thing you got to think about, like Thomas Jefferson has a grandchild who's still alive to this day. Uh, which one, the black one that he won't cl- that the family won't claim, or no, the legitimized no. one, the legitimized oh, okay. one. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you mean conspiracy <laughs> theories coming soon? <laughs> oh, what are you, yo? His black family's real. What are you talking about? <laughs> yo, I hundred, I a hundred percent believe it's real. I'm just saying it. To, I'm just trying to plug all oh of our podcasts, God. dude. <laughs> I'm just trying yes, to plug yo, all. Of them. <laughs> in, in the last month, me and this man have planned out 10, 20 podcasts. <laughs> We're so poor right but, now. But um, go go ahead. No, we need to stay focused. <laughs> get to the mission. Um. But hey, this this really does kind of bring everything together because now Oni, um, Oni can take like, hey, we had this high target bounty, it's done. UEG now has credible backing to put everybody else on all the other planets. Because bearing in mind, this whole thing became a, hey, we don't belong to Earth, we're, we're our own planet. All that kind of simmers down to yes, the UEG is the figurehead. We are the ones leading this. Um, to keep on that sustainment, they also start creating way more weapons. Like the big one that comes to mind is in 2218, they create the first M808 Scorpion tank. 
one of the projects that gets greenlit ends up creating what's called the Shaw Fujikawa Translight Engine. I did it. I'm proud of you. Oh. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so proud of you. So, where we left off from that break, the humans had just started coming up. They're starting to really gather the resources, and they're starting to really invest in ways to quickly travel around not only troops, but also cargo. Because a big thing that's left over from these rainforest wars and from the system wars is there's a lot of devastation that needs to be repaired. So from that, they hire two guys, and these two guys come up with the first FTL drive. And for those of you who aren't into Star Wars and Star Trek, FTL drives are basically the key to everything science fiction. FTL drives are faster than light. What they do is they enable ships to go through space time itself. And the reason that... the the reason that's important is because now we're able to transport cargo, we're able to transport goods and personnel faster than before. There's no there's no cryo sleep that's necessary anymore. It's still an option for very long-term travel, but now we have a way for us to travel not only the solar system but also outside the solar system. And the name of that drive is the Shaw Fujikawa translate engine and that's what really brings humanity from just our solar system of soul to the galaxy itself and that's when humanity really starts to expand beyond our own solar system which is something that is unheard of but bearing that with our terraforming technology that we have from mars it's unreal how quickly we begin to go so Kawasaki, Kawasaki made a, a bike that can travel through through space and time. Them and Shaw from Shaw and Hobbs. <laughs> the Rock and, and Jason Statham. <laughs> Dog. Jason Statham, my man. Jason Statham's my fucking hero. My favorite fucking Jason Statham is the one from... Um, oh, hold on. Oh, the Brad Pitt's one. in it. Oh, um, dude, Snatch. It's Snatch. Come on. Snatch. Man. Snatch. How could you forget that? It is a cl- also. By the way, if you have if if you have a, I think it's like Hulu. It used to be on Netflix. If you see the, if you have not seen the movie Snatch, definitely you have to see the movie Snatch. God, you are going to hear me use Snatch references, like not just in this podcast, but in all other podcasts we do. I fucking love Snatch. <laughs> Giggity. Uh- <laughs> Guy Ritchie's a visionary. Guy Guy Ritchie knows, yo. Guy Ritchie is really ahead of his time. Like, he really is. He's a very under underrated Oh, director. yeah, he's underappreciated, hands down. Very under, uh, very underappreciated. Like, you mean movies I'm not saying, 
coming out soon. But uh, <laughs> but not for real. I really do feel like Guy Ritchie. He kind of gets the short end of the stick because he has had a couple stinkers. Let's just call it what it is. He's had a couple shitty ones. Bro, I'm gonna be real with a- you. Rock and Roller oh. deserves a sequel. Mmm. No, that's a good. That's a fucking hot take. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> so, humanity's starting to expand at a faster rate because being able to do all of this and having the manpower to do it, because now we are loosely together. It's still rough. There are still battles going on. There are still terrorist attacks. Do not think for a second that the Freedians and the uh, Kulsevics, Kulsevics, man. I will, will, no, 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 it's staying and I'm going to beat your ass. How dare, put some respect on Sean Connery. He almost took over the Red Planet. I, they had to make a whole army for Sean Connery. We got to get off of this rock. Uh. Tombstone, if you have not seen Tombstone. Yo, Tombstone, another underrated. I still know, I love Tombstone to the point. I know um, Wyatt Earp's brother's wife's name oh bro wait no i'm talking about the the one with sean connery and nicholas cage not the dope ass western which one are you you're talking about tombstone you're talking about the rock oh it's called the rock i thought it was tombstone shit no what the fuck is wrong with you dude i'm white trust me on my westerns <laughs> no the reference i was trying to make the rock not the tombstone dog what the fuck are you over here with the nicholas cage and the sean connery and the rock that is nowhere near fucking doc holiday and wyatt Earp in the okay corral still great by the way <laughs> doc holiday shot first can't change my mind i'm willing to talk about a lot of things not that (laughs) but um i was gonna say best place i've ever watched tombstone was at the barber shop hands down (laughs) really yeah yeah they uh my barber brought in his copy and they were playing it so i'm I'm over here getting a fade and they're playing tombstone and me and carrie ended up staying a little bit watching the movie and they were like oh shit we gotta go home Dude, Tombstone's a fantastic fucking movie. Very slow pacing. That's its oh. only flaw. Dude, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer's Val Kilmer, man. He stole the show, dog. Val Kilmer is another underrated actor. Uh, his his battle with fucking alcoholism really kind of did him in. Um, Val Kilmer in uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Fucking amazing, dude. Have you ever watched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? No, but so now I've been saying, hey, if you haven't seen those movies, go watch it. Now I got to go watch it. So, Dude, so Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, to put it for you in perspective. So, you know, Robert Downey Jr. was like blacklisted from Hollywood, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, his alcoholism yeah. and drugs. Yeah, that shit was rampant. Yeah, it was dude, bad. it was bad. rampant. It was fucking way, way bad for him, way bad for his fucking reputation, way bad for everything. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was his coming back into Hollywood. Hands down. When I think Robert Downey Jr., I don't think Tony Stark. I think of him as Harry from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. His best performance of his life. Because literally his whole career rided on it. And you could tell because it was the best performance of his career. Hands down, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Amazing movie in its own. Val Kilmer, amazing, amazing in it. Fucking crushes it. One of my favorite movies. Definitely one of my top five. Uh, I'm definitely going to check it out. Check it out. Definitely check it out. But anyway, back to Halo. So, um, with all this going on, 
we get into something nitty and gritty. So you remember me bringing in something about Ryan a little bit ago before the break. Orion is, in essence, the UEG realized that the ODSTs really revolutionized not only the military spectrum, but also the political spectrum. So what happens is they start to bring that as as well as the technological advancements from the Shah Fujikawa FTL, and they start to combine them. So what happens is we have gene manipulation going on. Gene manipulation. Yeah, this is where we start getting into the gritty. This is where it all starts coming together. Everything we've been waiting for starts coming together. So what they start doing is they start manipulating genes, whether it be from faster healing rates to superhuman strength to speed, you name it. They're starting to edit the human genome to the point that it becomes impossible for the human themselves to manage. And they start implementing them on some of the soldiers, marines, and sailors of Oni. The first bout of them begins in 2315, when the official first page of the Orion program initiates. Dum dum dum. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> The Orion program is something that you, me, and Lore is going to really dive into and one that we're really going to focus on because the Orion program sets the stage for everything that follows, not only in this podcast, but also through the Halo universe in its entirety. Even if you're not with us when it comes to the books and the comics and the true lore that comes from the games, the Orion program is one that even has its betting with the Halo series in the in the Silver Timeline going on with the Paramount Plus special going on right now. So what's going to happen is we are going to go through not only the Orion Project, but we're also going to go through the first five applicants, one of whom you know very well if you've played the games, in the next episode of You, Me, and Lore. Ooh, damn, you smooth bastard. Dog, I'm here to win it. Bro, Rico Suave. I want you to keep this <laughs> in fucking all smooth with the outro. Dog, I'm here, man. Seven beers. Seven beers by the outro. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, but for real, um, first. <laughs> you heard it here first. I've been your host, Brandon Wayner. And this is your, your other host, your co-host with the most, Kenny. Um, do want to take a moment. Um, we we had a lot of fun making this. Um, this is our second run. Um, honestly, it, it's been a good time. It's been fun. Me and this man have learned a lot, and, and we've grinded a lot to put this out here. Um, but once again, really thank you to anybody and everybody who um, liked the page. Hell, even if you're interested in, in going to our little meet and greet on the launch, and even if you don't show up, just the fact that you took time to Take a look at the project that me and this man are putting together just because it's near and dear to us and our friendship. Uh, we really appreciate you. If you are tuning in for the next episode, we are happy to have you. Um, I was just going to say as well, um, because of the, the the content on this podcast, it might be too late to say, but don't play this shit in public unless you're okay with it. And if you are, make sure you tell your friends to play it. No, fuck that. <laughs> 
Fuck that. Let them know what we're about. Let them know. You tell them. You listen to you, me, and Laura, and you're proud of it. And if they're not a part of it, they need to go to Mars. I'm trying to keep my government job. <laughs> trying to get these bills paid. <laughs> Start a new government with blackjack and hookers. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, honestly, thank you. Thank you. That's, that's all I got to say. Brandon, what, what, how, take, take us home, Brandon. Take us home. Take us to the promised land. <laughs> This has been You, Me, and Lore. We upload new episodes every Saturday directly on Spotify. Also, don't forget to check us out. We are on YouTube. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. Um, Just literally click the link tree if you want to see. Also, everything's a little bare bones right now, but we're going to be posting stuff a lot more regularly. But yeah, come in, enjoy. Reserve your spot. Come hang out with us on, on social. Thanks for coming out, everybody. We really appreciate your support. Please be sure to just go ahead and share that link. Go ahead, be that guy on Facebook. Share the same link over and over again. We're going to thank you for it. Nobody else cares. Let's face it. Nobody cares what your Aunt Catherine is doing on Facebook. We know she got a new cat. We don't care. Go ahead. We're way better than that cat. That cat's named Snowball. On original. Everybody names their cat Snowball. So go ahead, share that link, and we'll catch you guys next Saturday here on You, Me, and Lore. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify to stay up to date on all things lore. Also, check us out on Facebook and leave feedback to make suggestions on what series we should do next. You, Me, and Lore is an original podcast written and produced by Brandon Weiner and Kenny Gomez. Sound and editing done by Brandon Weiner and Kenny Gomez. Intro composed and played by Achilles Amadasset. Transitions and outro played by Sam Gibbs. Both can be found at Fiverr.com. For inquiries, information, and feedback, please visit us on the You, Me, and Lore Facebook page or email us directly at youmeandlore at gmail.com. See you next week.